Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your coach for the week. And good morning to you. Yes, it is morning. It's morning because we are waking up, waking up to our true life. Now, today uh, is a very, very special day. It's an incredibly special day because on this day, 34 years ago, a very special person was born, one that would, it wasn't known then, but one that would have a great impact on so many people and continues to have an impact on so many people. And I'm speaking about my daughter. Today is her birthday. So happy birthday to her. And uh, I'm glad I get to share that with everyone around the world. So she, her birthday is being celebrated now just because I mentioned it around the world. So uh, happy birthday, sweetheart. Uh, but, you know, tonight we're going to speak about something that's somewhat related, you know, speaking of daughters and, and even sons, for that matter, in general. Uh, tonight is a topic that affects every one of us in one way or another. And the topic is parenting. It's one of those real life issues, parenting, uh, whether you have a child or not. If you don't have a child, then you must have had parents. So parenting is, is something that has affected us all. And, and I, you know, it's such a large subject, you know, that I, as I was doing the research and preparing for tonight's show, I just came across so much information. And of course, I have my own ideas and thoughts about it, that it just seems almost overwhelming. But it is something that is absolutely critical to all of our lives, because the parents that we've had and the parents that we are to our children make a difference in the world. And I talked about my daughter making a difference. She absolutely made a difference in my world when she was born. Completely, completely changed the game for me. And uh, thank God, because without her, I might not be here today on the path that I was on at that time. But I, I um, certainly knew that there was someone else in the world that needed me at that moment in time, and I was not going to screw that up. So, you know, kids have an impact on their parents, just as the parents have an impact on their kids. And, of course, now she's off uh, as an adult, again, 34 years today. She's actually a medical doctor, so she's still having an impact on the world today. So congratulations, sweetheart. Thank you for uh, helping me in my life and certainly helping everybody else that you help in your life, including your own family. She's a parent now herself. 
So when we talk about this huge topic of parenting, it affects us in many ways because it's not only our parents, but when we're parents to others. You know, it's, it's, it's almost to talk about because there's so many facets to this thing that we could, we could talk about. And I will try to get to many of those issues. But unfortunately, I might end up just skimming the treetops on many of these issues. But hopefully, I'll get down deep enough in an area or two that will have an impact on what you listen to, what you hear tonight. And if, I will ask you this also. If you hear something that I say that affects you, uh, touches you in a certain way, or you have input to it, please give us a call here at 866-404-6519, 866-404-6519. And we will take your call. We'll, we'll listen to your thoughts about these issues around parenting and, uh, and even the family overall. And we'll certainly, certainly give you the time that's needed. Now, I've heard people have said to me, uh, I wanted to call you, but I was just a little bit scared to be, to be on air. Uh, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. And now I get it. Believe me, I get it. I remember my very first show. I've never talked on the radio before. And, and the very first time, you, if you went back and listened to the very first episode, you would hear stuttering and stammering and, and choking. It, you know, and I was reading most of what I had to say at that time. But, you know, some, you know, 30, 40 shows later, here I am just talking to you as if we're sitting across the table from each other. And that's all you have to do. When you give us a call, pick up the phone and just talk to me. I'm right here with you. It, there's no judgment. You just say what you have to say. It's as simple as that. So if fear is holding you back from making that phone call, just build your courage up a little bit higher based on the knowledge that I'm here holding your hand through it. There's no reason not to call if you have something to say. What you have to say is not just talking to me, but other people might really want to hear what you have to say and might need to hear what you have to say. It may help someone. So that's, uh, that's your obligation is to give and give, give a gift to someone of your thoughts, your knowledge, your wisdom. Again, that number is 866-404-6519. Now, with this big, big issue of parenting, where do we begin? You know, I, I really, I really don't, don't know exactly where the right place to begin. But, you know, I do know that it's real life. And having a child can really wake you up to real life. You know, at the time that I, that I was, you know, a brand new father for the very first time, you're, you know, I was, I was not living my true life. I was living a life that I don't even want to think about anymore. But I was not living my true life. But having that moment really opened my eyes. It woke me up to the fact that I wasn't living my true life. And in order to be there in the right way for this person that just came into the world, I had to reconcile my real life from my true life and really understand what it would take to to be the parent that I needed to be at that time. Now, it didn't happen overnight, let me tell you. It, um, in fact, I struggled with it and struggled with it throughout uh, her childhood and throughout my adulthood. And, you know, even today, there's the parenting is still a struggle, uh, whether your child is a baby or they're fully grown, they're a teenager or an adult. 
it's still one of those things that it's hard to do because there's no DNA in you necessarily that says this, you are the perfect parent. You know, when I think about uh, being a parent and thinking about uh, families overall, families are so different. Uh, you know, every family is different. And I, I thought about, well, what would the perfect parent look like? What would the perfect family look like? Do you know? Give me a call and let me know what you think the perfect family looks like. Define that for me, because I'm really not sure that it exists. And if it does, I'd like to know what those components are to the perfect family. Now, we often see families and we look at them and say, wow, isn't that the perfect family? Is that, me? Is that because they have 2.2 kids and a white fence and, and then the, uh, the man is is three and a half years older than the, than the woman? Does that make it perfect? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. If you have an opinion about that, I'd love to hear it. But the perfect family, in my opinion, really doesn't exist because we are all so different in so many ways. You know, I, I, the one thing I wanted to do in trying to capture this was ask the right question, but I don't think there is a right question, and I've already started by asking where's the perfect family? But let me just ask you a few things, because those are the things that that create the answers for us. And I mentioned last time that the power of the questions is phenomenal. And in fact, in trying to take this subject on, I asked myself, how do I even approach this subject? Well, there you go. There's a question. And within that question, the answer was approach it with questions. So here are a few for you. Or are there best practices in being a parent? Is there, you know, having a family, maybe a family night or everybody sitting around the table at dinner every night? Is that, is that a best practice that you would implement, that you have implemented? Um, how about age? I did mention age. Is it different raising a baby versus raising a teenager versus raising, well, not raising an adult, but being a parent to an adult? Of course, there are differences, but are they significant enough that our parenting changes based on the age of our child? And are they ever not our child? Are they ever just another adult and a friend, uh, a, a relative? Or, they, or do you always look at them as your child? You know, having a baby is one thing, and you know that your child is completely dependent upon you. But once you're an adult or the child is an adult, they are, in many cases, no longer dependent on you. And so it has a tendency to change the relationship to some degree. So the age of your child makes a big difference, I think. And, and how about this one is really key. How about discipline? When you're raising a child, is there a correct way to discipline your child? Using a a strict, very strict approach. Uh, do you do you use a an intellectual approach? And you know that 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 saying of spare the rod and spoil the child. Uh, I'm not sure where that comes from. I think I do know where it comes from, uh, and we're going to talk about that when we talk about discipline in a little more detail here later. But these are just questions that come up, and hopefully, it's sparking some interest in you as being a parent or having been raised by parents who've had. A, an opinion or a style amongst all of these things that I'm mentioning. How about single parents? 
if you're if you're a a mom raising a child as a single mother or even a dad. There's a lot of single dads out there these days. And then there's just a ton of, of challenges that we face as well. Uh, raising a child that might be handicapped, um, maybe turn out to be gay or, or a mixed-race child. Well, these are just some of the questions, and there's many, many more. We're going to talk about some of these when we come back from the break. Hang in there. We'll get to the deep stuff. Thanks. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Hey, kids. Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy, and hopefully you can hear me a little clearer now. I think we had some audio issues on the first segment, but that is being cleared up, and if not, we'll, we'll get that fixed. But in the meantime, I will uh, just continue. I hope that you heard most of what was said on the first segment. In terms of parenting, we are talking about parenting, and there's a bunch of questions associated with, with uh, parenting, everything from what is the perfect family, um, what are those best practices, whether you have family night or um, dinner at the table with your family every night. Uh, some would say those are our best practices, but uh, certainly the... Uh, certainly the, the need to, to do certain things to help the family along is, is very important. So best practices, maybe that's something we need to address. Age different between a very small child and an adult, 
that's something that has to be addressed. Single parents. And how about the issue of divorce when there are custody battles and, and the, the, what, what happens to the child in, in between all of that? Uh, the challenges that, that you might face with a child that has uh, a handicap of some sort. Those things are, are all challenges and questions that, that present themselves to parents. Um, maybe it's not even your biological parent or your child is not your bi- biological child. It could be a stepchild or adopted or even a foster child. Those things are all impactful to the way we parent and who we are as parents. And, and so I think those are, those are meant to be just ticklers for you to think about because there doesn't seem to be one answer to the perfect parenting. We all seem to learn this as we go. And every situation, every family is different. Again, if you would like to provide your input, please give us a call at 866-404-6519. And uh, we'll talk about uh, what parenting means to you. You know, men and women look at parenting a little different. And uh, that could be because of the way we were raised by our mother, mothers and fathers. And I I understand that we might have just a little bit more uh, crackly sound on the audio here. So just bear with me for a a second and we'll see if we can get that cleared up. Ah, I'm hearing it's fine now. All right. So, okay, let's keep moving. Uh, So men and women parent differently. Is that is that something that's true? And if so, you know, what? What drives that difference? So in, in, a, in a relationship of men and women who are co-parenting, and believe me, that's not always the case. Usually it's a single, not usually, but a lot of times it's a single mother or a single father. Um, who's the disciplinarian? You know, in, in a single parent home, that single parent uh, has to take on all roles. And so the dynamics are very different, and they, they change from what would be, I guess, the norm. But who says what the norm is anymore? And, and often, culturally, in different cultures, parenting takes place differently. Whether you're in uh, an African-American or black culture, parenting is a little different. In an Asian culture, it's very different. Uh, the way parents really treat their children is different in each culture. And the way children respect or disrespect their parents is different culturally. Now, I'm speaking in generalities. Now, certainly every, every family of any given culture does not fall into a specific uh, type. So I, I get that. Uh, but in, in very large and broad generalities... Uh, the culture have, of, the, of the, uh, uh, the family has a lot to do with the parenting and the parenting styles. You know, when we talk about discipline as an example, in single family or single parent families, discipline is a real issue, especially if it's a mother that's raising a child by herself. How the discipline takes place there is very different than if there is a father 
in the house to to um, also influence the discipline. I do remember growing up in a single parent home. My mother was the disciplinarian, uh, but she lived with and we all lived with her mother. So my mother and grandmother and even my mother's sister lived in the house. And now my sister, my mother's sister had two girls uh, as children. And my mother had two, two girls besides me. So I was in a house full of women and they were the disciplinarians, the, the, at least the adults were the disciplinarians. And, and so it's very different. It took on a very different tone than I could imagine it would have if there were men around. And so, you know, my grandfather was there, but my grandfather worked two, maybe three jobs. So he was really never home. And so the, the women had to, in fact, raise us uh, and raise me and provide that level of discipline. So how does that what, what does that discipline look like? You know, there is a in fact, there is uh, I, I witnessed some discipline taking place here not too long ago. A few years back, I was speaking about my daughter and the fact that today is her birthday, but she's married and she has two little boys. Now, a few years back, she only had one little boy. And I do remember going out to dinner with them and their son uh, was not on his best behavior. The, my son-in-law uh, did something so interesting, and I, I will tell you, very impressive as, as well. He, um, he, t- he took his son, and they left the table, and they just had a conversation outside of the restaurant. There was no jerking and shaking and grabbing or hitting or any. It was, it was there was no corporal punishment there. It was just a, an intelligent conversation about the options, the, con- the, the consequence of actions. And, you know, I don't know what the conversation was, but when they came back to the table, my grandson was on his best behavior. And it was amazing to me that that action created, you know, a level of discipline that was very effective, it was stern, but very non-threatening and respectful. It was like, I can't believe that. I've never seen that. Not when I grew up. When I grew up, my grandmother would have a hand in corporal punishment. In fact, she would tell me to go out and get a a, a switch to bring it back to her so that she could take care of business. You know, and, and that's just maybe that was cultural. I, I don't know if that was cultural or, or what it was or it was the fact that I was in a house full of women and that was the way they handled me as a, a young man or a boy. But that was very different for me to see that. So hats off. And and I, I really learned a lot in just watching that. Now, in contrast to that, not only my case, but there's a case in the news recently of one of these professional football players, Adrian Peterson, who who lately was um, accused of disciplining his child in in an excessive way. And I mentioned the story about me going out and getting a, a switch, which is a, a branch or something off a tree to come back to get, get spanked with. Apparently, that's what he used on his child. And his child was only four years old. And this is somewhat outrageous, even when I think about it, because the child was so young. And I did see graphic pictures of the bruises that were left on this child, the, 
the physical bruises that were left, uh, there were at least 12 or more whelps and cuts where the skin was broken and there was bleeding on this poor little boy on his legs, on his thighs. And now I don't think there's any, any reason ever to inflict that much uh, harm and damage on a, a little boy of, tw- of four years old. They're just, to me, it's inexcusable. I do, to a degree, understand it in terms of the way, possibly the way Adrian Peterson was raised, and maybe that's all he knew. But I still do not condone it, and I, I think it's excessive, and I personally think that something should happen there. If nothing else, to send a message to, to the families and the parents of America that that just isn't acceptable. Uh, so how do you discipline your child? You know, when I, I, I do know that when I was growing up, I, I come from a religious family, and my mother, she, uh, she read the Bible a lot, and there is a verse in the Bible that it, it comes up because when I was a boy, she tells me this story, she told me this story after I was an adult, that I had a friend, a little playmate that was over, and I had done something wrong, and my mom was going to spank me, but she didn't want to do it in, in front of my friend. And my friend, who apparently was also raised in a very religious home, quoted a Bible scripture to her and said, that's okay, you can beat him, he won't die. <laughs> and apparently it tickled my mom so much that she, she, she just couldn't at that point, you know, the whole thing had blown over. But I thought, does it really say that in the Bible? <laughs> so I looked it up, and yes, it does. It's, uh, and uh, if, if you have a Bible, the King James Version of the Bible, it, it talks about that. And Proverbs twenty three thirteen it says, Withhold not correction from the child, for if, there, if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. And, and verse 14 says, Thou shalt beat him with the rod and deliver his soul from hell. Now, if you think about that, Maybe that's where all of these, this corporal punishment, this spanking, this beating, at least in the black culture, comes from. Because they take it literally and talk about sparing the rod and spoiling the child and beat him, he won't die. That was just a part of the culture. And so I I don't say that I truly understand where Adrian Peterson was coming from because I don't completely and I don't condone it. But um, but you can see, even as I was growing up, that was the discipline that was dished out at the time. So didn't want to spend that much time on discipline. But I'm curious is how do you discipline your child and what is it based on? Is it based on the way you were raised or is it based on some other doctrine or other things that that you're aware of? Um, I would really be interested to hear that because discipline is a very, very interesting uh, subject to talk about. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more. Thanks. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak. 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We are talking about parenting. We are talking about the family. We are talking about all the aspects that are a part of this very large subject, everything from uh, single parents to uh, divorce and, and discipline and the perfect family, what that looks like and adoption, foster kids, uh, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. So we're not obviously going to get to all of it. As I mentioned earlier, we'll probably just hit the treetops of most of this. But I know that you have an input and you have an opinion about it, and I would love to hear that. So once again, if you would like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. That number here is 866-404-6519. And uh, please don't be shy. It's uh, it's not a scary thing to get on the phone and just have a conversation with me. And in fact, I'll do, be doing most of the listening. So you just tell me what your thoughts are about it, and I'd love to hear it. Uh, we had talked this past uh, this past segment about the discipline, and then probably went into a lot of detail there. But it's certainly one of those things that has come up recently with the with the I'll call it excessive discipline that was levied against a four-year-old boy by his father, Adrian Peterson. And, you know, Adrian Peterson is a fantastic football player. He's probably one of the best running backs in the NFL today. But that does not excuse what's going on in his home life. If he is abusive to his child, that needs to be dealt with. And that's all I'll say about that. I'm just totally against that level of discipline, even though I was whipped (laughs) that way as a child myself. Maybe that's why I'm so against it, because I know that uh, even though I, I, I don't harbor those physical scars anymore, 
You know, certainly throughout life, I'm sure there were emotional scarring that comes with that. And for a child to be hit that young, I think the scarring can be pretty deep if you're not careful. So, um, and even though the Bible, the Bible says, beat him, he won't die. <laughs> that is not me. That's not a, that's not a free ticket. So don't, don't, uh, I mean, if you're going to listen to me for parenting advice, and, and I'm probably not the one to listen to, but at least on that one, don't do it. Um, and of course, if, you're, if your child is an adult, don't try it because I know some adults uh, that will hit back. Even a teenager will turn and hit back. And so that could be really, really uh, touchy. And then you have a whole domestic violence thing with, with the, the police involved and everything else. And that happens. Uh, it's not just a parent and a small child. It happens between two grown people. Uh, when, you, when you think about how serious that can get, think about one of the most famous soul singers of our time, Marvin Gaye, and how he had um, a very, very t- tenuous relationship with his father, and they fought all the time. And it, it turned out, unfortunately, it turned out uh, not only as a domestic violence case, but uh, Marvin Gaye's father literally killed his son. He shot his son and killed him. So, you know, it is very, very important that we, we address this in terms of, of doing the right thing around the discipline. And again, I didn't want to go too deep there. But I really, really wanted to touch on that because it is so important, not only for the way we raise our children, but the way they raise their children as well. So, again, if you have any comments or concerns uh, or just a point of view, feel free to to dial to dial in and call us um, at 866-404-6519. All right. Let's move on. Uh, The other issue around parenting is. The issue of, of single parenting. Now, it's not, single parenting is not always created by divorce or couples that never got married. Sometimes there's a death in the family, and that creates the single parenting. And so that, that is a real part of it. But let's talk about the divorce piece. You know, divorce is, is kind of one of those last steps. But even before then, there's probably been some arguments and, and fighting that, that's taking place in the household where the children are, with fighting and arguments around your children, what impact do you think that might have on them as they watch you and they listen to one parent call another, another parent a name or, or just yelling at each other? You know, fighting and arguing can be a part of, of parenting that we, we don't think about. We're actually parenting. Everything we do, our behavior, everything we do in front of our children is is considered parenting in my in my estimation because there's not this one thing that you do and now I'm parenting and now I'm not. You're parenting all the time. You're behaving in front of your children. So when that happens and you actually get a divorce, then there's this whole fighting over custody, right? And who gets the child and how long the child will be with this parent versus that parent and and the visitation rights that have to be set up and uh, you know, all you know, the the alimony or the money, uh, child, child, uh, the, the money that has to has to be given so that the child can live. 
Uh, all of this stuff has a very tough uh, impact on the family itself. And because that child is a part of the family, it affects the child. It affects the family and it affects the child. Um, and I know this firsthand. You certainly have the issue of uh, a lot of things that happen when, when a divorce takes place. The communication between the parent and the child is affected. You know, the, we talked about discipline. There's this issue that a discipline changes quite often in those cases. And the closeness that the parent, either parent, has with the child could drastically change, whether they're geographically separated from their child or from the child from the parent or, or just personally, they just don't spend that much time together anymore because they're on a visitation schedule once a week or once a month or whatever it might be. And, and so the relationship between parent and child changes dramatically in most cases of divorce because of that separation. And the separation creates all of these other issues that come along with it. Now, my opinion about this is that it's really up to the parent, the parent that's being separated from the child or not with the child very often. It's that parent who owns this. And it's not the child because the child is, is kind of a, I'll call an innocent victim in this case, that they're just there and they have to deal with the outcome of not being with that parent very much anymore. Uh, and it's unfortunate because most parents who are separated from their children don't really get this. They don't get it that they own this one. They don't get it that the communication between child and parent changes and that it needs to, uh, be, ch it needs to be viewed very, very closely and, and you have to be overly sensitive to the communication because when there is communication, whatever you say has a greater impact. You could say something that just doesn't mean anything in your mind, but it has a huge impact on what, what the child hears because they don't hear from you very much. And so when you do speak, it has a great impact and, and it could stay with them for a long time. You know, uh, we, we talked about uh, discipline. I remember as a child, um, that my, my talk about corporal punishment, my father, uh, when, we, when my mother and father were together, I remember not eating my asparagus at the table and my father taking this fork and turning the fork over and pounding my knuckles with the fork, telling me I better eat my asparagus. Now, that's pretty severe. Uh, but when my father and I uh, split because my mom and dad split up and I didn't see my father very much. When he did come around, it was a totally different atmosphere. He would not discipline us at all. Now, I think he, he did excessive discipline when we were together, but he took the entire, he took the, the exact opposite approach when we were together. Um, he became what I call a Disneyland dad. Um, and I was guilty of that myself. The Disneyland dad is one that when, the, when you do see your child, what you do is you take them to Disneyland or you take them to the amusement park, you take them to the movies or you, you take them out to dinner or you take them, you're taking them places because you don't really have, especially if they're in a geographical place that's not conducive to where you, the dad lives or the, the separated parent lives, then you have to go find things to keep you busy. 
And those things are usually things that are fun. And, and, and then the, and when you bring that, that child back home, the parent who has to live with them every day feels like, ah, oh, now I've got to be the one, to, the bad guy. I've got to be the one to discipline. I've got to be the one that lives with the child every day. And, and they probably, so both parents are, are in a situation that, that neither one of them likes when it comes to parenting their children any longer. And, and quite frankly, I don't think the, the child likes it very much either because they're being treated so differently between the parents when they're in one custody or the other. And so you're with the Disneyland dad or you're with the disciplinarian mom at home, and both are very, very tough to deal with. So I wanted to share that with you in terms of divorce and how divorce and custody and fighting and the, the separation can really impact the parenting that takes place between child and mother, child and father. And I think it's so important to care for those things. And it's up to the parent to care for this. It's not up to the child. It's up to the parent to care for this and own this. And it's unfortunate that parents don't know this. In fact, as I was preparing for this show and I was thinking through this, I, I just thought of a, I'll call it an opportunity to help divorced dads. And I, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but I really believe that there is a need to help divorced dads deal with this issue, having been one myself and having made a tremendous number of mistakes around it. Um, I, and I may, you know, I may partner with my daughter <laughs> to, to get her, her perspective as a child. And that would be a great partnership to come up with something that helps families that are going through this. Anyway, it just came to me. I haven't talked to my daughter about it yet. So if she listens to this, this is going to be a surprise to her that I'm even thinking this way. But I think she has a great amount of input to provide. And, uh, and, and who knows? So look for that sometime in the near future. At least I'll address it in one of my other uh, content releases that, that, that will be coming out. Um, so... Divorce, discipline, those are the D's that we were talking about in terms of parenting. And when we come back from the break, uh, we'll address a couple of other things that I think are more positive. All right, we'll talk to you after the break. Thank you. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that you gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. 
Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We are talking about parenting tonight and the challenges associated with parenting because parenting is really one of those things that is affected by whatever is happening in the parent's life. And if the parent has issues going on in their life, whether it be at work, whether it be with a substance abuse, whether it be uh, an emotional issue, whether it be just a relationship between mother and father, uh, the issue going on in the parent's life affects the parenting that takes place with the child. So be aware of that if you're a parent and if you're um, if you if you have a child that's a parent, uh, maybe you can help them sort through this as well. Or if you're a child and you're listening to this and you have parents that uh, that are struggling a bit, maybe as a child be more understanding of of how difficult it is to be a parent and sit down and, and try to talk with your your parents about uh, the struggle that they may be uh, not exposing outright but going through and trying to be the, the good parent, the right parent, because they're, unfortunately, it's not one of those things that is taught in school. And so when we become parents, we don't always know what to do. We learn from others. We learn from what our parents did. We learn from uh, reading and watching and, and coming up with our own thoughts about you know, what's right and what's wrong. And, and that's why it's all different for everyone. Um, but we know when it's really, really good. You know, I described my my son-in-law providing a level of, of coaching and and guidance to his son that I thought was just outstanding. And I described the other end of the spectrum where uh, Adrian Peterson literally abused his kid with with a, a, a an object the way I was hit when I as a child. And the way the Bible says you're supposed to be hit as a child. Uh, but I think that's excessive. And uh, I, I think there's a lot in between. So um, with that, I wanted to make sure that we touched on a few other things that uh, involve parenting that you might have some input on. And you might have uh, some thoughts around. It's, it's really challenging sometimes because not all, all of our children are the same, just like all parents aren't the same. Our children are influenced by the world around them. Our ch- children are influenced by their peers. Our children are influenced by the media. Uh, so our children will you know, come home with their hair dyed purple one day and will say, what the heck were you thinking? You know, a teenager might come home that way. Uh, or a very young child at the age of three or four years old or five years old might come home from from preschool or kindergarten and say a bad word. And you know, what the heck were you, you know, what are you doing? Do you even know what you're saying? Uh, And so our children, whether they be very young or or even older in life, adolescent, they have, uh, they have influences that change them and change their behavior and their thoughts and their emotions. And they bring that to the home. And so as a parent, you might think that you are very uh, stable and you're just raising them a certain way. 
But for some reason, this child goes off the reservation and starts to do crazy stuff. It might start taking drugs or it might, uh, you know, stay out late at night or whatever it is. They're being influenced by the world around them and they're trying to make sense of the world. So as a parent, you need to be aware of these other influences and then just make sure that you're, you're being there for your child to help them through the issue as opposed to just being the, the disciplinarian. So anyway, uh, I, I do know that there are many, many challenges that our children face every day. Um, and then within the home, the challenges between parent and child. I mean, the child could, as I mentioned early on in the show, could have um, a, some level of handicap. Um, it could be autistic or, or could have a physical handicap. That presents a challenge for the entire family. And I know raising a child like that can be very, very difficult and, and challenging. But I do also know in talking to parents who have children that have these challenges, that love is no less. In fact, I, I sense a love at a level that you don't normally see uh, expressed outwardly. And, and maybe I don't say that there's more love there, but it certainly is more evident. And um, at least in those parents who have really taken it on to, to become uh, the, the right parent for the child who's having that challenge. And then there's the other challenges that aren't so obvious, the challenges that the world brings forth to these children. The world sees these children a certain way, uh, whether they're uh, gay or whether they might be interracial or a child might have um, uh, maybe al albino. Um, some would call that a handicap, but it's really not. And the world treats these children differently. And that has an impact on how this child is going to grow up to be, become an adult. And if the parent is not capable of dealing with those issues, then uh, that can be a problem for the child as they become an adult. So I, I do, I do really, really, the more I talk about this, the more I know that there's a need for parents, not only divorced parents, but parents in general, to get the help and the guidance and the coaching that they need. So, um, in fact, I, I, I'm going to try and get a, a coach on the show with us here before too long that specializes in parenting. Um, I do have someone in mind, uh, and if I can get him on the show, I'll, I'll try to do that, and we can continue that conversation. So there are challenges that our, our kids face and that the family faces. So when we talk about having the perfect family, 2.2 kids with the white picket fence and the, the father is three and a half years older than the mom and, and all of that, you know, demographically, you might be able to hit all those numbers, but know that parenting and family is more than the statistics around age and demographics. The parenting goes deeper. Parenting goes to the emotion. Parenting goes to the heart. Parenting goes so, so much deeper, and it results in behavior that reflects the alignment with how deep parenting goes. So if you're really struggling with who you are internally at your core, your parenting skills are going to reflect that.
So all of that that we've been talking about throughout this year about being being very aligned with your true life, that has an impact on how you parent. You know, it has an impact on how you live. Let's just put it simply. It has an impact on every part of your life, your career, your finances, your health, your relationships, family relationships. If you're not connected to your true self, that's what True Life Academy is all about, getting you connected so that these other things that we're talking about, the real life issues, are dealt with in a way that's in alignment with the right way. And, and so as I recounted growing up and, and having my first and only child, I was living a certain life, but it was not my true life. And so uh, having to reconcile that was a struggle. But in trying to get that in alignment, it really made and makes all the difference in the world. So that's, that's, uh, that's, the, that's part of the perfect family thing. It just doesn't exist in my opinion. But you can be your full and true self, which is, which is what you really need to be. Uh, best practices, we talked about briefly. You know, does it make sense to have a family night to get closer to your family uh, on a regular basis and just have a conversation with them? Everybody stays home on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Monday or whatever it is in the evening. We all get together and, and we just talk or or play a game, or, or just do something fun together. I think it's important that the family unit sticks together that way and has that, that outlet so that they can stay connected. And uh, I, I would consider that one of the best practices. Um, also, having dinner together. Well, whether you're sitting at a table having dinner or sitting in a restaurant or you know, sitting around the television, um, together, if you're doing it together, it can have a, a big impact on your child's growth and development. And so if you are a child and listening to this, suggest that to your parents. If you're a parent, suggest it to your child. Now, the, when a, a parent wants to do that, the children usually uh, kind of rebel, if they're teenagers especially. It's like, uh, do we really have to sit down together? every night and have dinner or three or four nights a week and have dinner together because they want to do other things. And I get that. But certainly it's an important thing to do. You know, one of the things that one of the positive outcomes of, of that, if you do it early on in life, um, I remember going to school and taking a class in in economics in in high school. And the things that they were talking about in high school in economics, they were talking about the, the gross national product and um, just a number of things that I had never heard of before and never even knew what these things were. Uh, but my peers in the class um, had a different family unit where they sat down at the table. Now, when that child sits down at the table and listens to the father talk about their day at work, or different financial things that are going on in the market or whatever, it means nothing to that child. But I will tell you, once that child gets to school and starts to hear it, it's not the first time they've heard it. For me, it was the first time. For my, some of my peers who had a family unit that talked about these things at the dinner table, it wasn't the first time. And guess who did better 
on the test, that person who had heard it for the second or third or fourth time, they did much better than I did because it was all so new and foreign to me. Um, so there is there is something that can come out, something good that can come out of having that connection and that that uh, conversation with the family, because there are so many things that the child learns that we take for granted as adults that is important to that child's growth and development. So in terms of best practices, yes, I think I think having uh, not only family night, but having dinners, regular dinners where the children are sitting around and you're having just normal conversation helps not only families stay together and stick together and learn and become closer and know about each other, but it helps that child in their growth and development also. So big topic tonight. I know some of it was kind of heavy, and, uh, but I do appreciate you hanging in there with me. And, uh, and hopefully you got something out of tonight's conversation about parenting and the family. I think it's a very, very important topic, and I would like to do more on this topic uh, maybe help some single parents out, maybe help some families who are struggling uh, with their children out as well. So I'll be talking about that with others as we go forward. In the meantime, as always, I'm going to hope and wish and ask you to live this coming week in a very specific way, and that is to be thankful, remain grateful, give when you can, because you have the power to choose, love first, and then choose. We'll talk to you next week. joining us on today's true life academy certified coach trainer and motivational speaker clarence caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of yes the life you were intended to live